The Lord be with you. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning and welcome to the season of Lent, an opportunity for us to focus our attention upon Jesus and his journey to the cross where he wins for us our salvation. In North Dakota, we would take our confirmation students to the Bethesda homes in uh, Watertown, Wisconsin uh, for a week in the summertime and they would do a servant event there. And uh, so if you would like to find out more about Bethesda and uh, about their work and about our support for Bethesda. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this your confession... I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning is written in Genesis chapter 3. It is the account of Satan's temptation to Adam and Eve and how they fail uh, when facing the temptation of the evil one and how they fall into sin, plunging all of us into sin with them. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die." But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked And I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? 
The man said, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all the beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree, of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle is written in Hebrews chapter 4. In this passage, we are told that Jesus faced every temptation that we face and yet was without sin. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In this account, Jesus is led into the wilderness to face the temptations of the evil one. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city. And set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him again, It is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, 
Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. The devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Having heard the word of the Lord, let us confess together our Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Our text from Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be holy and acceptable in your sight. Amen. In the Old Testament, Moses is on his way back to Egypt. He fled Egypt after he murdered a man. But 40 years have passed by. And those who sought Moses' life are dead. At the burning bush, when Moses is 80 years old, God calls Moses to go back to Egypt and to lead his people, Israel, from slavery into freedom. Moses is on his way back to Egypt with a message for Pharaoh. Moses is to say to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord says. Israel is my firstborn son. Let my son go so that he may worship me. God calls Old Testament Israel his firstborn son. God did not choose Israel because they were a great nation. He chose them and loved them because he made promises to their fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. God loved Israel because of his mercy and his grace, not because they were worthy or they deserved his love. You know the story of what happened when Moses goes back to Egypt. 
God delivers Israel from Egypt with ten plagues. And then he saves them from Pharaoh's army at the Red Sea. God parts the waters. Israel, his son, walks through the water on dry ground. And Pharaoh and his army, they are destroyed. Then God leads Israel into the wilderness. Israel is to be careful, to obey the Lord their God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. As God's firstborn son, this is what Israel was to do. But Israel can't do it. In the wilderness, Israel is tempted And Israel falls terribly into sin and open rebellion against God. They complain about everything. They complain about the manna and the quail that God provides for them each and every day. They grumble and accuse God of bringing them into the wilderness in order to kill them. They want to go back to Egypt. They put God to the test. But worst of all, at Mount Sinai, they make a golden calf and they worship it as their God who brought them out of Egypt. When tempted, Israel sins in every way. Israel is not a faithful son. Why? Well, because they are poisoned by the sin of Adam and Eve. You heard me read all about that in Genesis chapter 3. This original sin rendered Israel unfaithful and unable to love God and to refuse the temptations of the evil one. It rendered every generation sinful. No one can love God as they should. But there was a promise made right there in Genesis chapter 3. I read it. You heard it. A promise made to Adam and Eve. A promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. A promise made to the people of Israel a promise made to all people of every generation. God would send a son, a holy and perfect son, and he would do what no one else can do. He would be holy and be a faithful son. He would refuse all temptation and never fall into sin. He would fulfill all righteousness for all people. And then he would crush the devil and destroy his work. He would redeem all people and save them from sin and death. And every generation waited for God's Son, the Savior, to come. 
Then the Savior came. Jesus stood in the water, baptized by John the Baptist, and the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus like a dove, and the Father speaks, This, this is my Son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. And immediately after his baptism, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness in order to be tempted by the devil. As Israel was sent into the wilderness, so God now sends his son into the wilderness to face temptation, which Israel failed so miserably in the face of. But how would this son do? How would Jesus do? Well, where Israel failed... Jesus fulfilled God's word. Jesus was tempted in every way, as you are. And he was without sin. The devil tempted him. Tell these stones to become loaves of bread. No, says Jesus. It is written, man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The evil one tempted. Throw yourself down from the temple. And he will give his angels charge of you. Lest you strike your foot against a stone. No, says Jesus. It is written. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. The tempter said, bow down and worship me. And I will give you all the nations of the world and their glory. No, says Jesus, away from me, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus does what Israel did not do. Jesus is the faithful and true Son of God. He loves his Father with all of his heart and with all of his soul and with all of his strength. Jesus is obedient to his Father's will and his Father's ten words and the commandments. Jesus is obedient in every way. And he was tempted just as we are. Yet he was without sin. What is Jesus doing? Jesus is living in Israel's place. He is God's firstborn son. And he lives in the place of his people Israel. And he does for Israel what she could not do for herself. Jesus is all of Old Testament Israel reduced to one man, the Son of God. And Jesus does for you and me what we cannot do. Jesus lives in your place and mine. Jesus is the righteous Son that we can never be. 
And Jesus wins for you and me and for all people a righteousness that is not our own. By Jesus' obedience, you are declared an obedient son of God. By Jesus' faithfulness, you are called faithful. By Jesus' holiness, you are made holy. Jesus is worthy, and he makes you worthy. And then, the true Son of God, Jesus our Savior, offers his life as the sacrifice for the sins of every sinner. By Jesus' holy, innocent suffering and death, your sin is forgiven. Failing to love God? Forgiven. Failing to resist temptation? Forgiven. Putting God to the test? Not trusting in His goodness? Forgiven. Worshiping false gods? Like Israel with their golden calf. What are our golden calves? Our health, our money, our job, our things, our loved ones. We can make anything a false god and worship it. Worshiping false gods, that's forgiven too. Original sin, washed away. All of your sin is forgiven. Jesus is the Son of God who was promised to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3. One who would come and crush Satan's head. One who would be born who would undo all the deeds of the devil and who would redeem all of those who had been ruined by Adam and Eve's fall into sin. To complete your salvation. This son would be wounded. His heel would be bruised. That was God's promise in Genesis 3.16. Nails would pierce him. Sinners would mock him. Criminals would die next to him. He would die and carry in his body the sins of the entire world. Your sins and mine. And when he cried, it is finished from the cross It was. And your salvation is complete. Finished. Done. You can't add anything to it. You can't take anything away from it. It is done by Jesus and it is finished and it is yours. In the waters of baptism in the Word of God. The purpose of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness was not to show you how to defeat the devil. The purpose of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness is to show you the Son of God, the faithful Son of God, 
the Savior who was tempted in every way as you are and yet was without sin, and who conquered the devil for you and who forgives your sins. Dear friends, the joy of the Christian life is to receive from Jesus a holiness that is not your own. And that's what you have received. The joy of the Christian life is to receive from Jesus forgiveness for all of your sins when you don't live as you should as God's son. In Christ, God says of you, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Nothing can put your heart and soul at peace like that. You are God's son and he is pleased with you. Not because of what you do, but because of what Jesus did for you. Now, may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and dying, for those recovering, for those who have suffered from accidents and illness. For those who mourn because of the death of loved ones, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who rejoice and give thanks for all of God's blessings upon their families, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people. A light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.